everybody. Real quick, I just wanted to let you know that part two of the Keto Neo uh, podcast is up. And if you want to understand fully what we're talking about, I would suggest listening to episode uh, one or bleh, part one of the podcast, which is episode 25. But if you don't mind slipping in halfway through a conversation, feel free to listen to the rest of it in its entirety. With that, without further ado, Let's get on to the Keto Neo podcast. It would be illegal. If it wasn't substitute. Yeah, true story. Right? It would be. Think about all the other things that mess with your mind as much as sugar does. It sends off the same pleasure receptors as like, uh, whatchamacallit, heroin or something like that, From if I remember correctly. Oh, you you remember correctly. It's actually so the uh, I can't remember the name of the study, but they basically, you know, conducted an MRI scan um, of the brain and administered heroin and cocaine and sugar. And it, the three substances, the thing that caused the brain to really light up like a pinball machine was sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like eight times more addicting yeah. than heroin and cocaine. But sir, sir, if you were to ask most people, you can't be addicted to food. You, you can't. Food doesn't make you food. Whatever. I was 300 pounds. I know I was addicted. I'm still addicted. Right? Oh, yeah. I, I'm one of those people that if I have a Costco thing of soda in, in the house, I will sniff out the sugar. I will eat I will drink every <laughs> single one of those sodas, and my wife will never let me live it down <laughs> because it's happened before. Before I realized what my triggers were, I got them out of my house, and I don't consume them anymore. That's so funny. So I had a client yesterday that um, we're changing things. They're on a prep right now. And as they made some adjustments, uh, their sugars were super low. Like their ketones were super high. Their sugar was really low. And they felt like they needed a glucose boost. And I was like, all right, well, look, you've got to have some kind of sugar in your house, right? Like you've got a, you've got a child. Like there's got to be sugar someplace. And literally, um, they could not find sugar absolutely anywhere. They wound up having to resort to eating two strawberries. Um, and then they, they proceeded to tell me how sweet the strawberries were, which I thought was hilarious. But to that to that point, though, like, you're absolutely right. Like, you've got to get the sugar out of your house because if it's still there, the temptation is going to happen. There's going to be some type of emotional stimulus, mm-hmm. whether it be good or bad, right? Like, yay, I got a raise or, man, I got fired, like, whatever. And it's going to elicit this response that's traditionally been there where you're going to want to celebrate with sugar or crucify yourself with it to make yourself feel better either way um so yeah i'm I'm with you you got to take especially the costco sodas come on there's way too many of those right oh goodness we used to we'd go there like once or twice a a month not a week a month and i'd finish my dr peppers because i'm a dr pepper kind of gal and my wife she's i mean it's 23 flavors right come on and my wife, she's the kind of person that can go in. She's like, oh, we have chocolate? She's going to take one, and she'll be fine with that. Or, hey, a soda, I'll just have one today, and I won't have one for, like, another few days. I'm the kind of person that I just, I'm like, hey, soda, all right, I'm done. I'm thirsty. Hey, soda, yes. And I go through one of those, like, 48 packs in no time, and then I'm like, hey, so mine's gone. She's obviously not drinking hers. I'll help her. <laughs> I might as well drink that one too. And then she's like, hey, Megan, where's where's the soda? And then I get a guilty look on my face. I'm like, what are you talking about? We don't have soda. <laughs> what, what soda? What is that word you speak of? Soda? So, I don't know. We have tea. You want tea? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, we definitely I'm I'm with you on that one. Same page. And that's you know, that's how I mean that was the thing that got got me fat was really just you know, my wife and I we were we traveled a ton at this point in time. This was after we had recently we were recently married, I got a promotion, we moved, and um we were like we lived in Ohio and we traveled back and forth to Chicago a lot. It was only like a five hour trip. So I mean, we were just I had this app on my phone, which it's still there by the way. It's called T V Foodie. Have you ever heard of that? Okay, so the TV Foodie app is basically every Food Network show that's on the Food Network. And it will pull up your GPS location and let you know what the Food Network represented restaurants and places have been on those shows. Talk about awesome marketing. Goodness gracious. Yeah, well, listen, it was awesome marketing for my fatness. So we we would seriously be like, all right, where are we going? Cool. Let's just randomly stop and see what TV foodie things are here or worse, worse yet we'd plan. And I mean, oh my goodness, it was, it was lovely, you know, and we celebrated and it would always be like, oh, you don't want to finish that? Okay, cool. I'll finish it or vice versa. And it just never, it, it, it felt great, but you know, it was just horrible. It was such a, it was such a bad look. Heck yeah. It feels great because those endorphins are like, yes, more, more, more. What? You're like a crack whore. Yes, seriously, like legit, like I can't get enough of this cake. Um, yeah, man, I'm just sitting here reflecting on some of the things I would do and how I would start my day. Like I would literally have a Starbucks like Frappuccino thing followed by like Hostess cupcakes, followed by as soon as like 11 a.m. would hit, I would get like the world's best thick shake from this place in Ohio called B-Spot. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually is a Michael Simon restaurant. They have great burgers, by the way, but their shakes are freaking phenomenal. And so, like that would that would all be before noon, man. Like, I, like I can I can empathize and sympathize. When I was in high school, I would skateboard. Uh, I lived in California, and so there's this place okay. called Winco, and I would skateboard to Winco. I would buy one of those boxes of Pop Tarts. There was like four in a bag, and they're like a buck because it was. Uh, it was Winco, and Winco is super cheap. And so I'd buy one of those pa- the four packages of Pop uh, Tarts. I would then skateboard to the AMPM, which was right across from my high school. I would get like their large iced coffee, which was really some probably caramel coloring with a shit ton of sugar. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Sorry, crap ton of sugar. And then I would have yeah. that, and then I would eat a Pop Tart and like, hey. Before I knew it, the pop the box of Pop Tarts was gone. I was halfway through third period and I was like, hey, so when are we going on break? And then break would hit. I would have what the cookies they had there. And then for lunch I would have whatever they were having for lunch. And then it was just like at the end of that, school would end. I'd be like, hey guys, you wanna go get some burritos? There's a great taco shop right down the street. And it was like <laughs> a huge Breakfast, not breakfast burrito, a California burrito, which is, the, there's a few different ones. It would be a bunch of beans and a huge tortilla, and then it would be eggs and bacon. No, not bacon, that's breakfast, sorry. California burrito, burrito would be eggs. I feel like you want a breakfast burrito right now. Right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a bunch of different things, and it was just, 
amazingness. And then I would still somehow, I'm 5'5", five five, and at the time I was like 130, 140 maybe. So tiny girl, and then I'd go home and I'd have a full dinner. And then I would still be hungry. Man, talk about not being satisfied. Right? <laughs> oh my goodness, my uh, wife, bless her heart, back when I was on my carb days, my brother and I we would hang out and as soon as one of us got hungry, it would be like, have you ever heard of the Shiba Inu, uh, the Shiba, Shiba Inus dogs? The dogs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you know how, As a canine guy. Yeah, right? I figured you of all people. But you know their little howl that they do? Are yes, they they're annoying, but yes. <laughs> That's what my brother and I would do. We'd be like, we're hungry. And then he'd like echo it. And then like, we'd basically annoy my wife until we went and got food. And it was just... Oh my gosh. <laughs> my brother... Oh my goodness, he is a he is a baby when he does not eat. And I was the exact same way. And now I'm like, holy crap, how did I live? Because I was like, I'm hungry. Every single time I'd be hungry, it would be like the world was ending because I could not. Like, it, I was seriously hungry and I felt like I was starving, but I obviously wasn't. And the, yeah, no kidding. Right? Looking back on that now, it's like, how, the, how did I live? Like, just... Now I can go, like I mentioned earlier, 48 hours, and I'm like, oh, I should probably eat. And it's amazing because you're not a slave to food. You're not a slave to the damn Pop-Tarts because, yeah, they might taste gross, but I feel like or they might taste good, but I feel so gross after I have them. Like, my tummy is just, ugh. So I knew you were going to correct that because I was like, whoa, I've never had a gross Pop-Tart. Like, right. they're pretty, they're always pretty good with all the stuff they put in there. Yeah. Like, mentally, my mind is like, yummy. <laughs> so, I would say they are yummy, but I feel gross afterwards. I was a Yeah, and that's true. <laughs> that's one of those things that I feel like the longer you're in, like, the, the more you become aware of those things. Like, you had mentioned earlier about allowing yourself to have a cheat and stuff like that. And now... I mean, like, oh my goodness, to have something that's, you know, off of a ketogenic base. When I say off of a ketogenic base, like, I feel like the definition for that would be something that can cause inflammation, is not going to be good for gut health, um, and is based in sugar, yeah. right? So I, I want to make that clear because I do feel like people are like, oh, well, a sweet potato's got carbs. And I'm like, it's not about the carb content. It's about like everything else with it. So if I were to have like, uh, that's why I have a, a paleo a paleo template. And it's like if you want to go off the rails and you want to be quote good when you're going off the rails, major air quotes there, then do paleo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do paleo, however, or primal, whichever your bent is. And then if you really want to go off the rails, then throw paleo, throw primal out the window. Depending upon the kind of yeah, if you just really want to feel like garbage, right? do that. <laughs> <laughs> If you really want to see just how bad you could feel. Right? If you want to feel like those kids at the end of the birthday party crying into a cupcake, do it. Sorry, as you were saying. Have you seen have you seen Sandlot, the movie? Yes. Okay, so do you remember when they go to the carnival and they decide they're gonna have like chewing tobacco? <laughs> And then this is like the greatest idea ever. Like, I feel like that's that's cheat when you just decide you're just going to eat anything. All the dyes, all the garbage, all the flowers, all the, like, 
Like it feels great as the ride starts. Mm-hmm. The midway through, you feel like you're gonna die. Right? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is like, you know, people are like, oh, it's so weird. What am I doing to my body that it tastes that way? It's like, no, guys, hello. There's so much chemically composed garbage in this that you should have never thought this tasted good. Like this was never real food ever. It never has been. I love Hostess cupcakes, but what the heck are they? What are they really? They're nothing. They are chemicals. That's all. Yes, man. And it's, I have a, a, he's almost a kid. He's almost two years old, and when I don't feed him the junk, people are like, "But, but, how is he not being a kid?" And I'm like, "Excuse me, how is he not a kid? You, you can't be a kid when you're hopped up on that crap." Because I know I, I was the ADHD kid. I still, I'm still high energy, and this is me toned down. Imagine me not toned down. That is not living. Not being able to control the way you feel is not living. Not being able to calm the F down when people say, hey Megan, can you calm down? No, I can't. That's not living. Simply not allowing him to have a freaking regular piece of cake, that's perfectly fine. Now if he's at a birthday party and he wants to have it and that's his choice, I'm not gonna tell him no. I'm like, buddy, you can have this. Just understand you might feel like garbage later. Yeah, well, that's fine. Seriously, like mm-hmm. that's the thing is that, you know, the repercussion and then actually understanding that. Mm-hmm. I, it drives, like I don't have, my wife and I do not have any children. Um, but for me, I think it, it drives me absolutely mad to look at people's response to, I want my I want my child to have a normal childhood. What does that even mean? Right. Like, what do you mean you want them to have a normal childhood? You want them to be on all the medications, mm-hmm. walk through Walmart obese mm-hmm. because that's what the kids are doing? That sounds as dumb as... Um, you know, you should let me do this because, you know, X, Y, Z person is doing right. it. Like that doesn't make any sense. Okay. If that's, if that's what they said for why they jumped off the bridge, you would say, well, I don't care. But telling them that they should be able to stuff their face with this cupcake is a better example of freedom. Like that doesn't make any sense. Right. And like, so, so I'm not allowing him to be a kid because I'm not allowing him to be hopped up on sugar. What? I'm not allowing him to be a kid because I because I care about what I have in the house? What? That makes no darn sense. I swear, some people I want to shake. Yeah, you're nicer than me. (laughs) Um, So, I'm like, like, man, seriously. I think about a news story that was, I don't know, this had to be like before Christmas, but there was a news story of some mother that was outraged because um, they allowed their teenager to taste a beer. Right. Like, the, like, and I was just like, whatever, like, I, you know, I have, I have no way in on this one way or the other. It was a supervised thing. You let them taste a the beer. Fine. Um, but it's like, this made the news of outrage that this was like child abuse because they let them taste a the beer. And I'm thinking to myself, you guys feed your kids sugar upon sugar, upon sugar, upon sugar. So why don't you just lock yourself up? Mm-hmm. You have eight year olds that are like 60 pounds overweight and you're having a hissy fit because this kid tasted a beer. Right. Like really? I, I just add it, whatever. So, um, um, this is why this, and this is the exact reason why my wife and I don't have children. I could not raise a child in today's society without losing it. Oh. Like, cause shaking is not, that's not my end goal. <laughs> <laughs> I would be punching them in the face and then be part of the police. Yeah. Like, like, man, I'm telling you. And it's crazy because we're so darn PC and I'm like, who, who is this helping really? being so politically correct that we cannot 
offend anybody. But when we do that, we offend everybody because you're not presenting your true authentic self when you're having to do that. And that messes you up. But also, when we're catering to everybody else's needs, that that's just crazy sauce because not everybody's going to be happy. And we need to learn to deal with unhappiness at one time in our lives at least. Because you know what? Most people don't care. Most people do not care what you think. Most people don't. And you know what? That's fine. That's their prerogative. But you can't try to be uber PC to where, ah, goodness gracious, sorry. I'm going to- no, listen, I'm with you. I, listen, I think that, you know, so like how does ignorant, ignorance exist, right? Ignorance exists because of the fact that people don't want to ask questions and people don't want to ask questions because they're afraid that the people they ask questions, they're going to be offended by the questions asked and posed. But that's the only way to actually get rid of ignorance is to get insight and knowledge mm-hmm. and offense is a choice anyway. So why don't you choose not to be offended by the questions that are asked, provide the insight and information necessary so that those people that are ignorant can be informed and then we can move on with life. But, you know, that's a a whole other podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh, goodness. But I guess the moral of the story, kids, is understand that people (laughs) are going to be offended and be okay with it, regardless of if it's because I'm a vegan, I'm a carnivore, I choose to buy myself full of sugar, or what have you. Understand that it happens, be okay with it, and if you're not okay with it, fix it. And when I say fix it, I mean fix it in yourself. Don't try to fix other people. Because when you try to do that, it's a moot point because they're just going to get pissed at you because nobody can change unless they want to. Because Yes. I man, so that is so true. I do, you cannot like it doesn't matter. Like I can't be there to tell you what decisions to make and eating the right foods. Like you have to do that for yourself. And if you're not ready to do that, then don't. But that's not on me. That's not on anyone else other than you. That's for sure. I had a, a client once that they wanted to lose weight. And I'm like, okay, this is how you do it. This is this is a possible solution of losing weight. And this is the way that I know how to help you. And they're like, okay, cool. And so it worked for them. It wasn't, it was like more of a paleo-ish. And then yeah. they stopped seeing results. And I'm like, I, I could have told you what's going to happen, but okay. And I'm like, so these are your other options. And they're like, all right, cool. I'll go keto. I'm like, all right, cool. And now they're seeing a ton of results. And they're like, why didn't you just tell me about this in the beginning? And I'm like, I did. But you weren't ready for it. You didn't want it. So I, I gave you the option. It was always on the table. But you weren't ready for it. So I'm not going to force you to do keto if you don't want to because you're not going to succeed in it. Because had I forced you to do keto, first off, I you wouldn't be a client anymore. <laughs> Second off, <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. And second off, if you're not ready and you're not dedicated, you're not going to see results because the worst thing you can do, in my opinion, is be halfway into something like keto. Because if you're not fully like fat adapted and you're like having keto foods half the week and then going standard American fare the rest of the week. That's probably one of the worst conglomerations you can do because you have the high fat and then you have the high sugar. And then when your sugar and insulin's high, regardless of, you know, when you have the high fat too, then you're basically walking yourself into an early grave because the, absolutely, absolutely. If you're going to do it, do it. But if you can't do it, 
titrate down the carbs to a point that is at your carb tolerance level. If that's not keto, not killing you. <laughs> if that's not keto, fine. It doesn't have to be keto. Just make sure it's from real foods. If it's <laughs> get away from the fake food nonsense. I love it. I, I'm like, uh, if I could hand clap without it ruining the audio, I'd be all in right now. <laughs> that just Rudy yeah, yeah. Finger snaps, finger snaps. <laughs> or Rudy clap. But how are you doing? On <laughs> I'm good. We're, I'm good. Oh. Anyways, before, like, I just wanted to start the preamble of wrapping up because I have a have you ever heard of the Irish goodbye? I do not know what the Irish goodbye is. It's basically where you're saying goodbye for like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, very yeah. cool. So, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going towards the wrapping up area. Probably not 20 minutes, but just circling around that goodbye. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with the Irish goodbye. <laughs> just wanted to make sure because, you know, since I had to push this back because work sucks. <laughs> Hey, it, it, it's a necessary evil at times, it right? It truly is. HEB is wonderful sometimes. They're like, hey, you're here. Well, okay. When you say yeah. <laughs> when you say jump, I jump. <laughs> That's it. We will all at one, one point in time in life wind up being our own bosses all the time. Um, so it's the greatest, one of the greatest decisions I've ever made in life, though I work harder now than I ever have before working for anyone else. That's what I've heard. And honestly, if, it's a true if, story. I, if I was doing it for myself, I would, because at work, I'm probably one of the hardest workers and just let me loose on what I want to be working on. That's deadly. Just saying. I feel like everyone should find a place where they can pursue their passion. Right? No matter oh, what. I completely agree. That's why I do my side hustle. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's a, it's important. But again, it's another one of those like growth factors, right? Um, you know, it's been oh, it's been a little over a year now since I've ever worked for anyone else. And I know that that's a direct relation to being successful ketogenically. Because, you know, the confidence to do that and say, okay, cool, I'm really going to. Like I've, I've always, I don't want to say always, but I've always had like some kind of thing on the side, right? Um, but to be able to step away and say there's literally no income coming from anyone else that signs or writes checks other than whatever I generate on my own. I don't think I would have ever done that if it weren't for keto, if it weren't for that success, if it weren't for that neo version of myself. Um, because so, yeah. There's a lot said just to have mental clarity and I think it's hard for it's hard to fully understand and grasp that if you haven't had true mental clarity and that's why on the outside looking in it almost seems like we're a cult sometimes because it's like they're like hey no no it, it's awesome you just gotta try the punch first it's amazing I swear it won't kill you yeah, no, you won't die. It'll be something that's beneficial. I promise. Just take a sip. Take a sip. Yeah. Don't look at the guy in the eighteen Come on. Ah, uh, sorry. Anyways. Um, listen, I'm right there with you. I absolutely agree. So. It, like I said, it's if you haven't felt that mental clarity, it's hard to explain it almost. 
And of course I'd say that it's a cult. <laughs> you gotta lean in. You gotta lean in closer. <laughs> oh man. So how has keto changed for you in your long keto neo journey, sir? How has it changed as far as like my yes. approach? Man, okay. So when I first started keto, it was just I I really just wanted to become and be a professional fat finder. Like that was it. I was like, I just want to find all the fat. Um, and and I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, they that they do that they do. Um, but really, like that was the thing I was more focused on than anything else. Like I I tried to. Um, minimize my carbs where I could, you know, like I always wanted to, I always tracked, I'm a huge tracker. So I tracked and kept, you know, kept my carbs under the 20 grams. Um, I basically used the principles of, you know, asking myself before each meal, what was the protein source of the meal Two, how could I add all of the fat I possibly could to said meal? And then three, have I avoided all possible carbs? And if not, am I below the 20 gram total threshold? Right. Like, and as long as I, I ate my meals with that mindset, like I was golden, but, um, my, my wife then started, I don't know, four or five months later. And for her, she was like, listen, I need all the net carbs in the world. Cause she wanted a replacement for everything. I was like a replacement bagel, a replacement cinnamon, cinnamon raisin bread, like a replacement, everything. And so then I was like, all right, cool, let's do this. So we, we started using a company that I won't mention, but they're out of California. Their stuff is really good. Tastes great, but I am totally against net carbs. But the reason I got there was from doing this experimenting of eating the net carbs. So, you know, I had one day where I literally had, I don't know, 180 plus grams of carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. right? More than that, probably. I was probably closer to like the 200 mark. But because of all the fiber that existed in what I ate, like I still was like owed two carbs, (laughs) like legit. So if it was 200 grams of carbohydrates, I had... 202 grams of fiber. So I was I was owed two grams of carbs somehow in order for me to still be at zero. <laughs> and that's when I really started looking at, you know, that and bouncing in against my ketone numbers in production. I was like, this just makes no sense. You know, so then, you know, looking at testing glucose and the insulin response and all of those things led me to, oh my goodness, I'll never do net carbs. It's absolutely the devil. So, <laughs> so you know, then it kind of evolved into you know, I started looking at and listening to people like Sean Baker, Dr. Sean Baker and Amber O'Hearn and uh, Michaela Peterson and all these other people that were more carnivorous and started kind of, you know, really digging into. And Amber O'Hearn is definitely the the largest lever for me in making the transition to a carnivore approach and eating things. And so then I was like strictly carnivore, five grams or less of total carbs every single day forever, which has been about a year or so of that. And then for me now, you know, I am so focused on just gaining and building as much muscle mass as possible that I never put carbohydrates in a space where I need them because I do not in order to do that. I'm totally focused on um, my protein levels and keeping my protein as high as possible to do those things. But I have also played around with um, the conjunction of using esters and certain high glycemic carbs in minimalistic amounts directly before workout. So when I say directly before, I mean like 30 minutes before a workout, I will do something like 15, one, five, 15 grams of carbs. Okay. Not 50, not 
150, 15, 15. I say that because people are like, wait, you carb load? So you're doing like a targeted keto? I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing targeted at anything. I am taking in a very, very small amount of carbohydrates where I can instantly use the, the, the glycogen response from said carbohydrates in alongside and in conjunction with ketone esters at the same time before I work out. And dude, it's in, it's insane, man. Like the workouts are literally insane. Um, like the, the, the pump, the strength, the power generated, um, with both fuel sources running at the same time is just, it's insane. So, um, I've been doing that for, I'd like the last couple of weeks, nothing crazy, but still, you know, I'm still under 20 grams of total carbs every day. So, uh, I've kind of been doing that and just loving it and, and really just focusing on that. And as of January, I have not tracked, I literally have not tracked anything I've put in my mouth since January because it, it got to the point where I was addicted to tracking mm-hmm. And I just wanted to find some freedom in that because I think anything that you do, healthy or otherwise, can get to the point that it's an unhealthy state. And for me, that was tracking. Like it was getting to the point where, you know, I would get mental anguish if I didn't have a second to um, respond by putting my food in before I ate it. Like it would literally cause an emotional response in me. And I didn't want that feeling. I didn't want that pressure. And so the growth for me at that point in time was to to back off of tracking. So I haven't. Uh, and funny enough, like I'm I don't know, a week ago or two, I posted this too. I uh, basically did not track, but at the end of the day, I took everything and I put it in based on, you know, what I had, like the amounts. And I was literally within 16 calories of my planned macros if I would have tracked and within like six grams of everything I was supposed to have, which I thought was insane. I was like, oh my gosh. So there's that. And so I've kind of been in that space now. Yeah. (laughs) So it's been, um, I mean, it's been cool. So that's where I'm at right now. Every once in a while, like um, my biggest thing, like, cause I love keto bricks is that I have to monitor more than anything else, like my fiber intake, because if I have too much fiber at one time, like it'll jack me up. It's just like the GI discomfort from having too much fiber um, hurts at times because I really don't have it. But um, other than that, I pretty much just eat meat and cheese um, and bricks. Very cool. Now the... High glycemic uh, stuff before a workout. What do you do specifically? Now I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. So, you know, some people would say uh, like sweet potato. I don't do that because sweet potatoes are not high glycemic. They take a long time to break down. So I will do something like a very, very small portion of white rice. Or I will do something like um, a yogurt, like a full fat with sugar yogurt. Um, Or I'll do something like a F-bomb nut butter. Um, you know, like double up on that, something, something of that nature. Um, those will be the type of things that I'll, I'll eat directly before and then go. And most often it's usually like, um, like today will be a, um, peak yogurt, like a strawberry, which has 11 grams of carbs, right? A peak yogurt has 11 grams of carbs and I'll probably sprinkle some brick over it. Um, and that will be, the the that'll be the high glycemic carb I have beforehand. People are like, wait, eleven grams? Yes, that's it. And I'll take that thirty minutes before I go to the gym, and then um, when I get to the gym, I'll take uh, like a fifteen milliliter dose of esters, not to be confused with exogenous ketone salts, but actual esters. And then I'll I'll you know warm up for ten minutes and then hit weights, and it's it's insane. That sounds like I've heard some interesting things about esters. Listen, I was. When when 
you know, Frank had kind of, we, we spoke and discussed esters and I was like, look, man, before I tell anyone they should even try these things, like I put it through like a month long trial of all different types of dosing and adjustments and, um, you know, data points of just notes and notes and notes and notes and notes about, you know, what I thought the responses would be and what they were. And, um, yeah, they're huge. They're, they're phenomenal. It's, it's, it's remarkable. Interesting. Because I know I do the uh, BHB salts every once in a while because it helps with my cognition just to sit down and focus because sometimes I still have the ADD portion of the ADHD. Sometimes I do still be shiny. And I just, I know yep. the BHB, it really helps me zone in and actually, hey, if I need to do computer work all day, I can actually do it and not get distracted. Can I challenge you? Sure. I like challenge. All right. How, how much MCT oil do you take? Uh... Generally, what I do is in a coffee, and it'll be about two, probably two ounces, an ounce to two ounces, give or take. Well, it was, I don't know what that relates to as far as like tablespoons. uh, About, I think it's two to four, right? Three. Okay. So, um, and then uh, let me back up. So, Whenever I see someone taking VHB, like I've taken salts before just to see how they were because I've had everybody in the world ask me, oh, I want to take salts, blah, 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 blah. Um, and every what I have found by taking salts is that my production internally of ketones, though it may appear higher at one point in time, totally tanks eventually. Um, I do see, and there are benefits too, specifically in the electrolyte balance aspect of BHB salts. However, when it comes to like the cognitive improvements, um, for instance, so this individual yesterday that I was talking about that had to have the strawberries, um, we basically had replaced their fat yesterday with MCT oil and every place that they were going to have like a butter or tallow or a heavy whipping cream, the alternative, we replaced it with an MCT and that MCT change and adjustment because of the level of sensitivity that they're in with their fat adaptation and stage along their journey literally shot their ketones up over a millimolar in difference and it shot it up so high and so fast that it dropped sugar so low (laughs) um so i say all that to say like even for me like when we get off i have a ton of other work to do i have my workout to do later i have a consultation in about an hour i am going to need all the brain power i can get so i'm gonna make a keto coffee but i will make it with um two tablespoons of c8 pure caprylic acid mct and I know my ketone production from that is going to go through the roof. Um, and my, you know, my cognition and everything will be great. So I would challenge you to say, um, I don't know what kind of MCT you're using, but if you shop at Costco, I just started trying the sports research. I think it's sports research. Um, it's like or, all organic. It's, it's a combination of C8 and C10, um, but it's been pretty good, pretty decent. I like it so far and it's cheap. Like it's the cheapest MCT I've ever had ever. But, um, my favorite brand thus far is from a company called Lifesense, um, which I can't think of the, the guy's name right now, but uh, he's a doctor that studied lipids for 20 plus years and actually created this keto MCT brand, Lifesense, because of his son who's a type 1 diabetic. Um, but it's 100% pure C8, so it's only the caprylic acid. 
Um, the, the reason why that's so important is C8 and the caprylic acid for the listeners that may not know this. Um, it, in a, the, there is a complete inability to have it converted to anything else other than energy. Uh, it goes straight to and can pass through the brain cell barrier um, and impact your mitochondria straight away. So that would be something I would say totally try that um, and just see how you feel with it. But I would say you would definitely need to experiment experience like a week or two with no salts and then try taking like the C8 before you do work and see what's going. And then have you ever tried like nootropics? I have. I have a, I do the perfect keto that has the nootropics in with the DHP, but I've not done nootropics by themselves. Oh, I would totally check that out. I haven't done it yet because I'm anaphylactically allergic to mushrooms, but I just got an EpiPen, a new EpiPen. And so um, Danny Vega told me, he was like, listen, if you're going to die, you've got to at least record so we can have it as, as inside and information. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying, man. I donate my body for research. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try that. I think I'm going to try like lion's mane first. Um, because like that, again, like this is why I started keto is for the brain aspect of things. And so I really do want to see how that goes. Goodness gracious. Let me know how it goes, sir. <laughs> You'll either know or I'll, I'll right. be dead, but <laughs> for sure. Instagram live so I can actually watch. <laughs> yes, no problem. Done. Done. Streaming on all platforms right, right now. And then just make sure that your wife uploads it to YouTube for posterity. I mean, research. <laughs> yeah. Everybody needs You're right, exactly. <laughs> like, guys, you saw him die online. We had started a GoFundMe for his funeral. <laughs> right. If he's impacted you at all, Give at least a few dollars. Come on. Give up your Starbucks. For real. <laughs> I could see, see it now. It's on everybody's stories right. everywhere. Yeah. Just swipe up if you want to help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hopefully it goes well. Nootropics are awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I really am. Um, it's one of those things where I'm like, I really would like to see how that impacts me and how I feel from it. So I don't know. We shall see. Only time will tell. Oh no. Like I anaphylactically die. Like it, it, my throat closes up in about 20 minutes and I stop breathing. Okay. Good for the EpiPen. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a real deal. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's no joke. Like if I eat mushrooms and I don't know, like it's, it's, it's downhill quick. Goodness gracious. That sucks. Goodness. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a good no. look. Hence, you could just tell how dedicated I am to being able to see and verify how things impact me. If I'm if I literally had to get a new EpiPen so I could try some nootropics, like that's that's the de- that's the level of dedication I'm bringing to the hey, table. Goodness, I mean, more more to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can one up that. I, I guess you just have to die like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Please don't. Oh, man. I feel like I should be yeah, like, like what happened to this reason? guy? Don't do it. Only do a little bit. That's, Half of what you're expecting. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's basically where my wife is at. I'm sure she's like, what are you crazy? I'm like, I, I got to give the people what it's they want. science, babe. Yeah, for real. They call they called they they called Einstein insane. <laughs> yeah, insane in the memory. Yeah. Saw so, Cypress Hill reference. Love it. Love it. <laughs> but I hope that goes well for you, I guess. 
Hey, well, you'll know. I promise everyone right, will know. Everybody. Ugh. I haven't seen that guy post in a long time. <laughs> Just unsubscribe. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. <clears throat> if people would like to get on. Don't, don't get choked up about it. I'm still alive. I'm still here and kicking. For now. For now. Yeah. Only for so long. True story. But if hey, everything has got an expiration date, including that EpiPen. Read it. <laughs> this is I. Pre- you know what? That's a good point. I probably should check it out and see right. when that just, is. Just make sure they. Generally, the expiration date is just like because of half life and stuff. But with your life, maybe yeah, I should probably exactly check it out. Exactly, get like a really new one, and you know, don't buy one in Mexico. Just. Yeah, no kidding. That's for sure. Oh, well, I was in Laredo. <laughs> it's basically Texas. It's like Texas light. It's fun. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, man. People are like, is this guy right? serious? I'm so serious. You guys have no idea if you could see my face right now. I'm serious. I have no doubt that you're super serial. But if people get a hold of you, get in contact with you, or check out your Facebook not Facebook. Well, I think you have Facebook, but your Instagram or your I do. all that fun stuff. Where can they find old Keo? Usually in the back of the newspapers and obituaries. No, I'm playing. Um, so my Instagram, yeah, right. My Instagram is keto.neo, so K-E-T-O period N-E-O. And then um, Facebook, it's the same. Oh, actually, no, I lied. Facebook, it's the Keto Matrixes Keto Neo. Um, I do have a free Facebook group if anybody, including yourself, which why you're not in there by now, I don't know. But there's a Facebook group. Um, it's just facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Keto Matrix. It's just videos and stuff like that where it's like a non-beginner group where we can actually talk science and people can ask real questions and get real answers um, and stuff like that. And then, you know, for just kind of keeping up with what I'm doing and stuff like that is the ketomatrix.com. You just go to that website and find all of my everything. Awesome. It sounds like it's quite consolidated there, sir. I try. I try. I don't want to like send people all over the place. I can understand that. Well, everybody, if you'd like to rate or review on your podcast picture of choice, I would really appreciate it. And if you'd like to check out the show notes for this or any of the other episodes, please do so on at com forward slash hey, listen. With that, everybody, thank you for joining me.